All right, let's be real. The Big 12 bowl game shakeups actually pretty nice. Speaking of bowl games, Brian Nardo has the opportunity to make a statement in his first bowl game as well as on the recruiting trail. When it comes down to running back you, that conversation definitely has a piece to the pie in Stillwater, Oklahoma. The question is, will Ollie Gordon continue the RBU tradition in Stillwater or will an SEC-sized bag of cash slip in the back door? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stowell. I want to thank you kindly for stabbing by to make this your first listen. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter at All Day of State. Today, we're partially brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment matter more and make your dollar bill stretch as quickly and better than ever today. With FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, I apologize that words don't always work for me, uh, as, as I just put on display there. But let's jump into the, the verbiage t- style of conversation because we know that Jaden Nixon is gone. Now, we discussed a little bit earlier on in the week that that was probably um, a likely scenario um, ever since the Big 12 title game, approximately the day before the Big 12 title game, to be exact. But Nothing nothing lost, per se, as long as you get Ollie back. Now, we're still 99% on Ollie. Holy Gordon is still trying to make sure that all of his offensive linemen are getting paid more money, which is why almost virtually every single one of them has decided to come back. But it was going to take an astronomical amount for Ollie Gordon and to even sit down and have a discussion, a meeting, a conversation about leaving Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, thanks to Pokes with a Purpose, has put together a lot of packages that are very, very nice for Ollie Gordon, his family, the O-line, Oklahoma State. Everybody's happy. But we're in this scenario where we now are aware that we can come up with a significant amount, significantly more than we did for Spencer Sanders. Good sign. But we still don't have some of the SEC dollar-dollar bills. And you got to think of it from a parental standpoint, right? If you're a parent of a kid, under the circumstances, you're 99% sure that you're you're not only happy, but you feel like you're in a really good spot for yourself, your son, Oklahoma State University, so on and so forth. But then somebody offers NFL level money, you still are 99%, but you got to entertain at least a conversation. And I think that's fair. And how alluring that conversation becomes, right? That that could be a little bit of a crapshoot, but I find it hard to believe, as I'm sure most of you do, that somebody wouldn't go this far to get all of his offensive linemen paid a decent amount more to make it more enticing for them to come back and make this Heisman run. I don't know why you, you would help all of your linemen come back, get paid to make a Heisman run if there's the thought of you maybe leaving. But once again, 
I still feel pretty good. But I'm also a, a fan of common sense. Common sense would say if another job offer came up and they offered you more than double than what you could ever make at your current job, you're still at least going to sit down and see what that looks like. And that's fair. Because again, unfortunately, the NIL and transfer market has turned this thing into a business. So this is a business decision. Oklahoma State should be the recipient of the business end of this action. But as you've seen, we've lost a couple of younger O-linemen. One of them was surprising. The other one, you know, we've been waiting on the hook for quite some time. So we'll see how that one shakes out. But what you are seeing, in addition to somebody like Smithy Tonga deciding to take his talents to Arizona State, that's because all of the O-linemen are coming back. So if you're one of those guys that's a young cat that's right there on the verge of that two deep, and you know that Oklahoma State's getting like six of its starting former last couple of year offensive linemen back, then you know you're gonna have to wait your time. And some people are not ready to to do that, and that's fine. Because the beauty of where Oklahoma State is right now is we're in assassin mode. We're being very very selective. So we'll, we'll go over why we're kind of exactly where we want to be. Ollie Gordon dictates a lot, of course, but now we know that with or without some players, we got a lot of guys coming back. The bulk of the main wide receivers are coming back. The youth at the wide receiver core we're very, very excited about. But... The beauty, if there is any, of Jaden Nixon leaving is you got to have that thunder and lightning package. And if Ollie, in fact, definitely does come back, which it still appears as though that's what's going to happen, as long as that, that happens, you got to have that lightning package. And, and obviously, Jaden Nixon wants to take his lightning capabilities elsewhere. We're very, very, very high on Sessi Olaje. But when you're done with this, because it's your first listen, but when you're done with this, Go check out some Jalen Lucas highlights. The wide receiver slash running back slash returner slash Tyree Kill type of dude from Indiana. Five foot seven, a buck seventy, but he is a human highlight reel waiting to happen. I did get some clarification finally on Arlen Bruce. He's decided to go pro like CFL type of stuff. Good for him. I think it's a dumb move, but if you can get this guy, then sky's the limit. We had the discussion yesterday about how Alan Bowman coming back could potentially be beneficial, but it also could be slightly detrimental to the growth of some of the young guys. So as long as we we navigate that path pretty fluidly with Alan Bowman, I think the conversation about running back will continue to get better. And Elijah Collins' ankle seems to be doing significantly better. So there's a pretty good chance that we'll see him in the bowl game, which is going to be nice. It'll be nice to see Sessie. <laughs> it'll be nice to finally put this Ollie stuff to, dip, to bed. But again, still here and we're like 98, 99% good to go. He's just got to have a couple conversations because you do, right? Even if the conversations are going to go nowhere, it's another opportunity for you to learn a little bit more about business, to learn a little bit more about how you can leverage yourself in the game of football with the university or the NCAA, so on and so forth. So meetings are not always a bad thing and you'd be, ridiculous not to entertain some of the meetings. So again, I get it. We're 98%, 99%. Got to entertain the one to 2%. I'm fine with it. 
hopefully that can get put to rest. But again, let's take a gander at the high school commit class, and let's also take a gander at some of the targets that we have selected in the transfer portal. But before we do, we're always talking about capitalization. FanDuel is the capitalization moment that you need in your life. Right now, our new customers are getting $150 back in bonus bets off of a $5. That's right, 150 bones back in your pocket if your team wins. Don't let the weather get you down. The deals staying as hot as they are at FanDuel. If you've been thinking about joining, there's not a better time for you to get in on the action. You know the app is safe, secure, super easy to use. They have a wide range of betting options, player props, spreads, parlays, over, under, Heisman, division champions, Super Bowl champions, and much more. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off your NFL money-making season again. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. So Brian Nardo this year did a lot of good, correct? He actually made some adjustments that were indicative of him understanding how to kind of put his guys in the best position to be successful. Now, he's got a lot of things to learn. I do think that he's the cerebral type of guy that will take the Texas game and just become so immersed in the film that he will vow to not let it really happen to him again. He's the type of guy that will fix those mistakes. And, again, when we talk about some of the guys that are leaving, nothing's been a massive surprise thus far. Gunnar Gundy leaving, not a real surprise. Jaden Bray leaving, not that big of a surprise. Jaden Nixon leaving, not that big of a surprise. I would say the, fresh, the freshman offensive lineman is a little bit more of a surprise to me at this very moment. <laughs> but what Brian Nardo is doing is putting himself in a position to put a nice little stamp on this bowl game to then go directly to recruiting in the state of Texas, in the area they're already going to be at. Brian Nardo is a breath of fresh air in the recruiting game. And we're about to get some more good news. But again, let's talk about the class that we have coming in. And when I say we're selective and being assassins, we've got six starting offensive linemen coming back. Yes, not five, technically six. And then you've got Luke Webb coming in from a defensive line perspective. We've also got a couple six-year defensive linemen that should be making announcements pretty soon about coming back. Everybody's insanely high on Lando Cleveland, the six-foot, 195-pound safety from Mansfield, Texas, the dude who has been offered bags of cash from people like Texas and decided to turn it down. <laughs> I had the, the wonderful opportunity to meet Caleb Hackleman and his family. The six-foot, six, 280-pound six, tackle, I think a lot, a lot like Jack and Dean, is going to be able to slide in almost instantaneously to add some some meat and taters to that O-line. David Cabongo, the guy who looks like a four-star, five-star guy on film all day, every day, also got an offer from Texas at 5'11", 185 pounds. He's somebody that could be competing for playing time very early on. Guys, Tameric Johnson's going to walk in the building at 6'3", 210 pounds. Imagine what body by glass is going to be able to do for somebody like Tameric Johnson. I think Chauncey Johnson was the biggest surprise get out of the kind of the spring-fall camps. 
this is an offensive lineman that's going to have a lot of versatility and maneuverability at six foot four, 300 pounds already. He killed it in camps. He actually blew everybody away in camps. Nuku Mafi. We've talked about how somebody like a Benny Tong is instrumental in that recruiting area of operation. Uh, we have so many offensive linemen coming back that we're going to have some guys that are getting a little bit cold feet, but that's okay. You got another scat back in Rodney Fields. Rodney Fields is going to be able to add to that package that we already have in the backfield. And Sessie, I think, is going to be able to pull a little bit more out of Rodney Fields. Trey Griffiths. He was the main get at wide receiver. Once we got Trey Griffiths, we were pretty happy with where we were a wide receiver. So we decided that the six foot three, two hundred eight pound wide receiver out of Keller, Texas, was more than enough. <laughs> Willie Nelson is rated extremely high on a lot of boards, and people tend to forget about him because he's been committed for so long. But he's kind of like that bulldog that has a lot to prove. Willie Nelson could provide for playing time. I think Gunnar Wilson is maybe the biggest sleeper to me in this class. Six foot three, 214 pounds, about 210 now. He slimmed down a little bit, but he also had to move to the offensive side of the ball when the playoffs kicked around to play some tight end after absolutely dominating from the defensive side of the ball. I expect him to be able to slide in and be that kind of a, a assassin that we pinpoint. Armstrong, note him. If he wasn't six foot two, he would have offers from everybody all across the country. He just would. But because of his size, maybe, maybe we're maybe getting a steal here, right? Because of that size, we're maybe getting a steal. Y'all know how high I am on Jonathan Akumadu. He's another one that's coming in at six foot two, 225, 230 pounds. If you put a little bit of Rob Glass into him, tell me some of these guys will not be able to play. And then of course, Josh Ford, the tight end position, had some, some buddies be able to, to get some eyes on and take some notes. He looks pretty good. And he, he's walking at 6'5", 230. And then it gets even better because then we're in assassin mode. You see OU, sky is falling. And for me, a top target has to be, has to be Caden Green. The four-star, top 100, starting true freshman offensive lineman for OU is gone. I think he would be a phenomenal get in Stiller, Oklahoma. You guys know how massively high I am on Gabe Johnson, Leon Johnson's brother, coming in at six foot four, 240 pounds. I'm extremely excited. He's got some stuff to work out at Washington State, but he need, he's got to be a cowboy. Absolutely. He's a defensive end. Reggie Grimes. It would be nice if we can't get Caden Green to steal Reggie, Reggie Grimes from OU, right? We'll flip the trace board thing on its head. And we've seen him play the game. He's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of ability. He would be able to, to Anthony Goodlow level slide right in instantaneously. John Carlos Miller. We just brought up Leon Johnson. We've had his wide receiver coach, Coach Shadbolt from George Fox Division Three, on this very show. Maybe we should spread the wings a little bit more because Elon's John Carlos Miller II fits precisely what we're looking for. If we're talking about Josiah Johnson replacements, he's going to walk in the building at six foot five, two hundred forty-two pounds, with five hundred yards almost to his name at the collegiate level. He's just a man amongst boys there, just like Leon Johnson III was at George Fox. I do think that we have a very good chance to get this guy, but he is a hot commodity. West Virginia's on him, Pitt's on him, Texas Tech's on him, UConn's on him. 
We've got uh, we've got some people to fend off here, but I'm feeling really good about it because once again, we know we can be selective. We can be in assassin mode. We're just not out giving offers willy nilly. The offers that we're given to some of these transfer guys, we have pinpointed several ways that they are going to be instrumental to the success we have 2024 and moving forward. Kobe Hilton, six foot defensive, six foot two hundred and ten pound defense back out of UTEP. Guys, he's going to be able to fit in all day. And we do have some kind of up and down nature with the Corey Black situation. As we recently see, Kobe Black did put us in his top five. I mean, that, that helps. But when you look at Hilton, he's another guy that could be able to come in and fill a void if Corey does, in fact, decide to move on. You're talking about future offensive linemen and building that depth. Arkansas transfer Devin Manuel. Not only is this a possibility, but we know that previously that this six foot nine, 311 pound offensive lineman has had ties with Charlie Dickey. So there's a little bit of an inroad already there. And we really like what, what we currently have coming back. And then obviously, the man we just mentioned beforehand. Guys, if you haven't went and watched the highlights of what uh, Jalen Lucas can do with a football in his hands, I implore you to do so. We love Jaden Nixon. We love Ceci Lahe. But this dude is good. <laughs> like, we haven't had a return game sniper, if you will, in a long time. He provides that. So, I implore you to go check out some of the film. Those are some of the guys that I think that not only we should get, but we very well could get all of them. Easton Kitty was an offensive lineman that we could have got, but he has a lot of Chris Clement ties, so him going to K-State makes sense too. Other than that, we're not just willy-nilly throwing offers out. We're being very selective. We're doing a lot of, uh, of in-person style of stuff, and we're allowing some of our guys – Help us along the way. Some of our Lando Cleveland's, our David Cabongos, our, our Gunnar Wilson's, those dudes are doing a very good job out on the recruiting trail, as is Malachi Smith. Well, no, we're not, we haven't hit on the, the offensive side of the ball a whole, whole lot. <laughs> but this, this assassin sniper level transfer portal idea that we have is perfect. Having 15 to 17 high school guys, I think uh, I think it is going to get a little bit better. But when you factor in this many guys on the roster returning, then this selective process for us is, it's just, it's a breath of fresh air. Well, there's a lot of people in the Big 12 that are scrambling. We've we've been there before, we get it. Thankfully, we're not in that position right now. We're in sniper mode where we can be selective because we're only losing guys that knew where, where they were going to get put on the depth chart, most likely coming into the next season. Speaking of uh, depth charts, if you want to make sure that you have the best depth chart for your company, LinkedIn Jobs has all the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It is not your typical run-of-the-mill job board. It has a vast network of over a billion professionals, which makes it the best place for you to hire. It is so easy with that many qualified candidates that 86% of small businesses do, in fact, get a qualified candidate within the first 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are having to wear so many hats and shuffle around to do so many things without having the right time and resources 
to hire. Thankfully, LinkedIn has a process to make it intuitive, quick, and easy for you. Make sure that you go there now. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that is linkedin.com slash college. Go there today. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, the Big 12 Bowl games. Actually, not bad. Right? Not bad. And if you ask me, you know, I, I think, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where we are. So let's cover the first bowl uh, coming up to here in just a, just a few days. Is Texas Tech versus Cal in the Independence Bowl? Texas Tech was a team that was projected to go very high. I hear I like the irony here, though. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Cal have been competing in the recruiting realm for a lot of dudes. Some of those guys we just talked about, like your Armstrong Notums and your Gunnar Wilsons, uh, your Jonathan Agumidus of the world, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Cal, Utah, those are teams that were all vying for these guys. We found a way to come up on the high side more often than not. Texas Tech, I would say, actually lost some guys to Cal. Cal's kind of dreadfully painful to watch, but uh, Taco Reckham Tech should have this thing in the bag, and it'll have a little bit of a redemption tour in the recruiting realm for my eyeballs, all right? <laughs> UCF, good job getting to a bowl game. That actually is a pretty good, pretty good deal. You're the only one of the new bunch in the Big 12 to make a bowl game, but this Georgia Tech team is not bad. So I don't know what we're going to do about picks yet, I'm probably going to dive in a little bit more as we go. We are going to have to pick Texas Tech over Cal, though. That, that we can do right here, right now. <laughs> then you've got the Dukes Mayo Bowl, West Virginia versus North Carolina. Guys, if this was North Carolina with Drake May playing, then this is a huge deal. If y'all don't know, North Carolina Tar Heels quarterback is probably a top three pick, at least a top five pick in the NFL draft. He is not playing. So that leans me to want to say West Virginia should be able to get this thing done against the fighting Mac Brown Tar Heels. Uh, and then I think you you definitely got to talk about the Liberty Bowl. Iowa State's not too pumped up, but at least Iowa State's in the position to say that we're good enough to not have to be playing a G5 school, but they do have to play Memphis. Here's what you got to do, Iowa State. Take care of business. You got to put a curb stomping down on Memphis because they're not on your level, and you need to prove that. Uh, then you definitely got to talk about the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. It's going to be a fun one for KU fans to travel to. This should be another Big 12 W because KU is returning a lot. KU is a lot like Oklahoma State in terms of not having a lot of dudes leave. UNLV has a lot of Marcus Arroyo's players, so it's good to see them here. I do feel like he kind of got screwed a little bit, even though they paid him a few million dollars to sit at home. Give me the rock chalk fighting Jayhawks in this one by a country mile. And you've got our Cowboys, Oklahoma State University versus the Texas A&M Aggies. No, no, matter, no matter what anybody says about the turmoil the Texas A&M is going through, we are still a top 20 CFP ranked squad going up against an SEC school. And how many times have we heard that a mid-level SEC school is better than top tier Big 12? Well, this is an opportunity to find out. Yes, they've got a new coach. Yes, they've got a really good offense quarter they stole from the Big 12. Yes, they've got some guys coming in. But they're also going through so much tur turmoil, we should pound them. We should set the example. Brian Nardo, Mike Gundy, 
moving forward. This is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to be. We should destroy Texas A&M. They're going to be a shell of themselves. But it's an ESPN matchup against an SEC school, so give me all of it. Then you got the Pop-Tarts Bowl. <laughs> Poor K-State. They're just they're going through what we went through last year. They're losing so many people. They're still a top 25 team in a top 25 matchup against NC State. A fully healthy, not missing 20 dudes. K-State absolutely gets this W. This K-State, I know Avery Johnson's going to add some wrinkles that's going to have NC State on their heels a little bit, but we're going to have to do an, a, a deeper dive there. Don't know where to pick. OU versus Arizona. Welcome to the Big 12, the Arizona Wildcats that get to keep Jed Fish, which is going to keep them relevant. They're going through what Cincinnati went through, except for they got to keep their coach. If Cincinnati keeps Luke Fickle, they're probably in a different situation. They don't get that benefit. Arizona does. OU is going to bring in the Jackson Arnold era in this game. Go Arizona. We're going to be we're going to be rocking some red and blue for you on that one. Of course, you got number three Texas against number two Washington for a CFP Final Four spot game, and. Can't root for Texas. I'm going to root for Washington. I'll, uh, I'll I'll put up my number one for Mr. Jabbar Muhammad. But I actually do think Texas wins. I don't know. I don't know. But all in all, the Big 12 cannot really be complaining much about the bowl games. I think most of them are pretty intriguing. I think most of them are pretty decent matchups. I think most of them are going to carry enough um, – fun as far as the viewing pleasure goes uh, to, to put up some numbers from a TV view for viewership standpoint. And then there's some statements to be made here, right? Like some of these teams do feel slightly disrespected and they should go out and do something about it. Texas tech being one of them, West Virginia being one of them, K state being one of them, Iowa state being one of them. And even us, because it's a danged if you do, danged if you don't. If we beat Texas A&M like we should, then everybody says, well, duh, you should have beat them. They were missing 20 players. But if you lose it, then you hear the C told you a, a mid-level SEC school is better than all of the top-tier Big 12 schools. I don't want to hear it. So hopefully, uh, yeah, we, we put that to bed pretty early. But for those of you who stuck around, we're going to circle back around, which we don't typically do. But if Chuba Hubbard stays, where does he end up on the all-time greats list? For anybody saying that Oklahoma State doesn't have a seat anywhere in the running back U conversation, that's ridiculous. But when you think of Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas and Terry Miller, Tatum Bell, Ernest Anderson, Justice Hill, Kenner Hunter, Joe Randall, Chuba Hubbard, Vernon Marinci, Walt Garrison, Keith Tostin, Dontrell Savage, Reggie White, Jeremy Smith. Right now, you're looking at Jalen Warren. Chris Carson had a great run. Tyree Kills turned into a phenomenal wide receiver after playing running back. And then you got Ollie Gordon in the mix here. Where does he stack up? Is he already on the top 20 of all time? I would say so. Is he already top 10 of all time? Maybe. Where does he stack up if he comes back this season and we have the epic run that we think we're going to run, have with him? Where does he end up? He's chasing top three right here, right now. He knows that. He's getting his old lineman paid. 
of course he's going to have offers and opportunities that are at least worth conversation. But I think he knows it's worth sticking around to be part of that list, to be part of those greats. Sure, bringing a Heisman to Stillwater is a lot more difficult than bringing a Heisman to Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, Alabama anymore. But it means a whole lot more, too. It means a whole lot more to do it in Stillwater, at Oklahoma State, than anywhere in the SEC. It is what it is. All right, y'all. So we're going to have for this one right here. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the football stuff, but we got to hit some basketball stuff. We got some shout outs. We got some good. We got some bad in the Big 12. Not a lot of ugly, but we might be in that ugly. All righty, y'all. That's all we're going to have for this one. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go, Pokes. Thank you very much for tuning in to make this your first listen. You could be anywhere. We're so happy that you choose to be here. Locked on Oklahoma State. Like it, share it, subscribe, leave a review. All right, y'all. Later, taters.